Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Cutting Through, the No BS Pro AV podcast brought to you by Aurora Multimedia. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us here for another episode of the show. Today we have a really exciting episode because we're introducing two new faces to you. Uh, they are the dream team of education and they have joined Aurora recently. And so we're going to dive in, get to know them, also get to know uh, why Aurora is placing such an emphasis on education. And so first and foremost, allow me to introduce Paul Harris, the CEO and CTO of Aurora to you. Paul, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me, man. Hi, welcome to you. Excellent, excellent stuff. Um, all right. So uh, also joining us here today is Chuck Espinoza. He's the Global Education Director at Aurora. Chuck, welcome. Hey, thank you very much, Tyler. Absolutely, absolutely. Best beard on the show here today. And also, finally, last but not least, we're joined by Marcus Yarborough. He is the Global Education Support Director at Aurora. Marcus, welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So Chuck and Marcus, let's start off with you guys. Um, I would love to hear a little bit more about your background in the industry, where you're coming from, uh, why you are the dream team of education. Chuck, kick us off. Tell us a little bit about your career up to this point and why you decided to join Aurora. Sure. So I started uh, very young. I was a sound system engineer. I was a musician in the Marine Band right out of high school and a sound system engineer for the Marine Band, uh, kind of by uh, happenstance. Uh, the Marine Band at the time didn't have sound system engineer positions, so they kind of picked somebody that wasn't in the rock band or the jazz band and said, you're going to do sound. And, you know, they'd get random clarinet player, and it was a travesty. And I had a little bit of sound training when I was in high school. I, I, I kind of went to school for it. I was in the musicians union and did gigs and whatnot. So I said, hey, I can, I can try and tune that up. And they loved it. I didn't play that much anymore. I just ran a lot of sound, so I kept going. Uh, throughout my time in the Marine Corps, kept running sound at different bands and uh, ended up having a little training facility at Quantico, my last duty station, and uh, trained a bunch of sound guys, sound guys and gals. And uh, uh, when I retired from the Marine Corps, retired, uh, uh, thought I can do two things. I can do Marine stuff or I can do audiovisual sound stuff. And the uh, audiovisual sound stuff is a little bit more appealing, right? Uh so, I mean, nothing against doing Marine stuff, but I mean, let's face it, going to concerts is a lot funner than having to march through the desert. So uh, I did a lot of live sound production and um, was doing that for a few years. And uh, my wife at the time said, you know, you need a real job. And like, uh, I, I thought I had a job. She said, no, no, you just go and then, you know, you listen to bands all night. You need something with a 401k and medical insurance. So I got a job as a technician and I quickly found out that there weren't a lot of uh, how-to guides for techs. Um, and so I got my CTS and started working with Infocom at the time on a how-to guide for technicians, the installation handbook. Uh, I got my CTSI and started helping Infocom with uh, CTSI testing and adjudication. And when they decided to take the testing into uh, ANSI, the CTS certification in ANSI. I got very involved writing items for the exam and uh, more involved with the certification committee. I started volunteer teaching. Um, went through several different companies as a tech, a lead tech, project manager, systems engineer, um, project, uh, did I say project manager, um, operations director, all through the positions. And um, I was at my last job as an executive and 
Uh, I didn't like it. Uh, it was very lonely and I'm a people person. I like working with my hands and I like being a technician. So they offered me the teaching position at Avixa or at Infocom at the time. And I scooped it right up and I was uh, happy to be in education and whatnot. And uh, so then uh, fast forward seven years later, uh, you know, uh, the world has been changing and, and a lot of people have recognized the change. And one of the big things that happened is, um, the average end user has been a little bit, just a little bit more educated on AV and some of the IT needs that AV requires. And uh, we're finding that the more they know, the more effectively they can engage their products and, and put the right product in the right position. And uh, I talked to a lot of business owners about that. So I, uh, a lot of the business owners are very much into the idea of education and educating their clients and educating their, their customer base. But uh, there's a difference between I want to participate in education and I want to commit to education. I always say, you know, I had eggs and bacon for breakfast. The chicken participated, but the pig was committed. And I hadn't really felt that commitment from a lot of uh, places. They wanted to participate in education. And can I have someone do it? Until I talked to Paul, and Paul was uh, 100% all in on commitment to educating his client base. He knows uh, what happens with good education. We've had a few long conversations on uh, the benefits of educating your client base and the benefits of having an educated customer that doesn't put the wrong box in the right environment, so to speak, or the wrong environment with the right box. Uh, that reduces uh, customer support, customer service calls so much. It reduces workload on the employees saying, hey, the box is good, but something's wrong with your site. And they're like, but you know, we tested our cables and we tested our stuff. Uh, having them educated on more things than just pin one goes to pin one. Uh, what kind of bandwidth? lives on their environment? What is their network capable of? And then all the settings that go into that. Um, so we we had some very in-depth conversations. Paul's extremely technical, extremely technical, uh, very, very knowledgeable on networks and whatnot. So I, I finally found that I got that feeling of like, he's all in, let's do this. And it, it gave me that kind of uh, feeling like I got really excited. I'm really excited to get into this and start doing uh, things with Aurora and building up the training department for the right reasons and, uh, you know, establishing these uh, these classes and, and all of these goals for training. So that's that's what kind of did it for me for coming to Aurora and uh, kind of where I came from to get there. Excellent stuff. Uh, Marcus, follow that up. Tell us a little bit about yourself as well. Well, mine's not as extensive as Chuck's, uh, but similar to Chuck, uh, my first kind of involvement with the AV community happened when I was enlisted with the army and I was running a video conferencing unit in Bosnia out of a tent. And that was kind of like my first introduction to what commercial AV was, uh, you know, cause I figured everybody did video conferencing from a tent in the middle of a minefield. But other than that, um, I, after I got out of the military in 2000, I actually ran into a, another veteran that uh, was a installation manager at an AV company and solely based on me running a VTC unit and being in the military, he's like, give me your resume. And so I started out at pulling cable, building racks, uh, building my way up to become a lead technician, uh, moving on to service repair, um, and then getting into the design and programming. Uh, later on in 2015, uh, I saw a posting at a VIXA for an uh, staff instructor. I was like, you know what? I've done everything except sales. I know the materials. Like, What's the worst that could happen? And I started liking it. That was probably the worst thing. Um, 
they kind of pit me together with this short little Marine and put us in an office together. Um, it was okay until they started calling me his name all the time. But I think Chuck's over being called Marcus all the time. Uh, but yeah, we uh, kind of just made an interesting team. Chuck was the sound guy. I was the IT networking guy. And we had some other instructors that had their other disciplines. But being able to teach with them and interact with the participants in a course uh, was really the driving force for me that ever since leaving Obixa um, during the pandemic, that wanting to get back into the education field, wanting to be in front of people and making sure that they understand not only what they're using, but how to use it properly. Because uh, that was one of the biggest things. They A lot of people would read the brochure or read a pamphlet and be like, oh, I get the basic idea. And they never really went any further with it. And after talking to Paul, it was understandable that it's not just about what Aurora has to offer, but the technology we use to make it work. Um, and that was really big for me. It's just the lack of understanding the industry has because of prejudices or just that's the tradition they use to do something. But they couldn't answer the why, why I use it. Why do I need this technology um, in this environment? And how can I make it better? Because once somebody understands how something works, why they're using it, they have less questions when it, there's an issue. And the more they can rely on themselves with a little bit of support from Aurora or whomever they might be using, it makes the jobs easier. It's easier to talk to your clients. It's easier to talk to your peers and to explain exactly how it works, why it works, and what to look out for. That's that's really well put. You know, when they, Paul, you know, we heard we heard both Chuck and Marcus kind of allude to this, but but tell us from your perspective why this emphasis on education, why this investment in education, um, why is this such an important thing for Aurora to do? Well, I can make it short and say why not. Uh, but I won't do that. Nobody uh, who knows me knows it's not going to be short, but I, I'll try to make it reasonable. So, you know, I, I've wanted to do this for years and we've tried along the way and it always takes the right people to get the right job done. So, you know, you can, you, you know, through trial and error, we tried a lot of different things. It wasn't working for this way or that way, but I've always known that you can have the best product in the world, but if you don't have the support and the education that goes with it, especially with the way it's getting more complex these days, you can have something complex, but it doesn't have to be complex. So part of the education is to simplify. So it's funny, we just had a meeting this morning, as a matter of fact, and one of the first things I said is, you know, we're going to give you a bunch of equipment and we're not going to tell you what to do with it because you're going to be the end user and you're going to put yourself in their position and figure it out. And from that, and the whole point of the exercise is to see what our customers are going through and to basically figure out what is working well, what's not working well, and to work together as a team to correct it and make it so that way when our customer opens up our unit, they got every resource they need, they're well-educated in what needs to be done, and they want to come back to us for more of that. And that to me is extremely important. So it's, I could design all the product I want. Look, everybody knows I, I always try to, as I always say, change the typology of AV. All well and good, but doesn't do you any good if no one knows what you're talking about. So you got to really get them to understand in a clear, concise manner, and you got to make it easy to consume. And that's what these two guys are here to do, is to simply look at us from an outside objective coming in, and then literally gut anything that needs to be gut. They got 
pretty much carte blanche at this point to do whatever needs to be done to educate whoever needs to be educated. I mean, that that's really the thing that's going on here is we're going to take a very different approach to education in AV. This isn't just about Aurora product. This is about when they come to an Aurora class, oh, they're going to learn about Aurora product. That is the first and foremost goal. But they're going to learn more than just Aurora product. When they come to, a, to one of our classes, they're going to understand what a network is and why it's important to know it. And even in some cases about our competitors, you know what? It's not just always about us. It's we're not that type of company where it has to be all our products and that's it. No, if you're using our product, it's because it makes sense to use it. It's the right product for the job. And maybe there's another company that has to be used with our product and so be it. But you still have to know how to use ours with theirs and make them coexist and not play a blame game where, oh, it can't be ours. We have 100 installs without a problem and you got 100 installs without a problem. No, what are you going to do to work together so that everybody understands figure out what the real issue is and make it a good system. Because at the end of the day, a good install, everybody wins, whether it's the integrator, the end user, Aurora, even my competitor. A good install is simply a good install. And at the end of the day, end user should just not see any of the nonsense going on. It should all just go in and happen almost magically. And nothing ever happens magically, but when bad things happen, how are you going to make it right? How are you going to make it good? So that way it does take the pressure. So that that's really a big part of this is this is more than just about a war. This is about showing the industry that there is a better way to do this, that you could be non-proprietary and open and yet still have a, a control and a force of the industry that people respect and still want to go to you and that you don't have to lock down a system to, to own all the sales or whatever it is that you're doing as a company. So as I say, lead by example. We want to show that we can lead by example and show that there's a good way to do it, a positive way to do it. And that's really what, what part of this is about, is we're, we're going to really show the industry that there is a better way to do things. And I want to get things back to the way they were in this industry when life was a little bit simpler. Let's get back to where you, you use products for the right reasons. And that's really where we want to go here. And by the way, to add that, if my product for some reason is not the right reason, you know what I got to do? Got to step it up and make a better product. It's that simple. Yeah, you know, I th I think that's I think that's very well put and and reasoned as well. So, Marcus, I want to come to you next. So what, what's exciting to you about taking Aurora's education and uh, taking it in a new direction or, or bolstering it? You know, what, whatever your vision is, what, what's exciting to you about what comes next here with this project? I mean, well, there's really endless possibilities with this because, again, while we are kind of, I guess you could say, restructuring what the current training is for Aurora. Um, we also have a chance to kind of spearhead how the industry potentially could do training as well. Um, Chuck and I both have traveled over to Europe and all across the U.S. Uh, doing training uh, for Avixa and various other groups, whether it was a small convention or a gathering, um, and just speaking on a topic or a specific subject being a product. So with the opportunity that we have with Aurora, we have the chance to make sure people have that complete understanding from the ground up, uh, that there is no misconceptions. And one of the things Paul's even asked us to do is to go through their products now, see if there are any problems. Look at the website. How can we fix it? Can, what steps can we make it better for the end users, for the clients and potential uh, business partners that we could have in the future? Absolutely. Absolutely. Chuck, uh, follow up on Marcus's comments. What, what's exciting to you about this? 
So what's really exciting is taking something that's it's not f- completely from the ground up. Uh, there are some training videos and they do have uh, some training uh, content out now, but taking that content and really developing uh, something I talked about earlier uh, with in our meeting is I want to develop a training identity. Um, one of the things that if you if you go to Khan Academy or if you go to any of the, the popular online trainings, they have a training identity. You go there, you get a specific kind of training or you look at a, a specific thing and they have a way that everything's laid out. And to, to get that and really communicate that to people. That way, when they log in for something, they know what kind of training they're going to get. They know, hey, this is going to take, I can do a deep dive and spend 45 minutes learning this product or this topic, or I could do a, you know, I just need quick four or five minute overviews of a topic and I can do that really quick. So uh, one of the things I'm really looking forward to is developing uh, the things that that everyone's going to need, the longer trainings with, a, you know, more drawn out and something that's that's very comprehensive and the quick short. I'm on a site. I need to pull something up on my phone, a video or whatnot, and just watch this thing. Um, so it's it's very exciting to be able to uh, put that together. And I want to see what our uh, end users are really being plagued with, what things are happening in the industry or with the product or with environments that are really plaguing people and getting that out of the way so they can have a good experience. Um, Ultimately, the best thing is to be able to plug in a box and use it and everything works. You don't have to adjust your style or adjust a lot of your workflow to get something to work. So having that good user experience, being able to, you know, uh, put a piece of gear into a system or have a full system with a new piece of gear and not having to go through a lot of growing pains and maybe isolating those one or two growing pains and having a a big mass training on videos, online videos, or some kind of on-demand content. That's uh, really the exciting part for me. So, Paul, obviously these guys uh, come with a lot of experience and come from a VIX. What made them the right choice for you personally uh, to bring into the Aurora team to, to lead these efforts? Well, as I say, timing's everything. Uh, you know, you, you get you get people who are always either available or not. It was really, you know, it's, the background speaks for itself. I mean, they have the experience in education. That's a hard thing to come by in this industry is you'll come by engineers, you'll come by a lot of different types of people, but somebody who's specified, who specifically is into education, that's a little bit harder to find in the industry. So, you know, part of, so part of it really is just opportunistic. And the other thing is when I did interview them, it just, they said all the right things. So they had a sheet there and they were reading off this card, just telling me everything I want to hear. And I was like, okay, so now, but the, uh, yeah, it was a good conversation. We were on the same page. We, we want the same thing for the industry. Um, and plus those who know me know, I try, at least I try to keep it very interesting in the industry. Every year I'm trying to come out with something that no one else has done. I like to be the world's first. I know some people hate when companies do world's first, but I'm, it's sorry, it's, it's game on for me. I want to be the first. So I, I like to be the one who challenges everybody and, and sees if there's a better way of doing it. And, and next year you're going to get a treat to uh, possibly two new concepts that I'm going to try to educate the industry on of once again, better ways of doing things and we'll see where it goes with the industry. But, you know, I, I it was funny because I, I, when I was talking to these guys, I was saying, I've come up with so many things in, in my lifetime of doing this in the industry 
And some of them took off, some of them didn't. And it's a lot of times some things don't take off, not because they're not good, just because there's no one out there educating and showing people why you're doing it to begin with. So I can have all these ideas I want, but if no one's there to pitch it and explain why, then it just gets becomes noise over marketing and other things that other companies do out there. And so it is important to have a team of where it's our educators, it's our salespeople, it's our engineer, it's, it's our engineers, it's our tech support, where everybody as a team is pushing the wave of aura. And if it truly is right, the industry will accept it. If it's not, well, then obviously we got to rethink what we did and move on. Um, but there's been many a time where I've been through this pattern and, you know, it's, it's funny. One, one of my designs, which is, which became my building's doorbell, if you want a good quick story here, is when you come into our building, it plays the Jetsons, ding, 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 right? And everybody thinks it's some weird doorbell. It was a product I called iOS, I-O-S, and it stood for I Only Speak. And I made this thing like probably over 20 years ago. And it was just a little gizmo box we sold for, you know, a little over 100 bucks or whatever it was. And the concept at the time was you hook it up to a control system. And at the time, a lot of the control systems had these wireless touch panels that just came out. The batteries didn't last long. And it never failed. When you did a meeting, no one would put that touch panel back on its base for recharging. So, or a call would come in and they'd hit a and they're looking around like, well, what do I do now? And they had no idea. They had to go to a touch panel on a desk, hit a button to turn on the screen and answer the call. So the concept of the product was simple. It was just, it held, held two minutes worth of any audio clip you want. And through the control system, you know, it was back in the day when the car, the, the door is ajar. Remember that with the cars, the door is ajar, except hopefully less annoying. So the concept of it was to, over the speakers, instruct people at the right moments, not make it irritating with every button push, but when you turn the room off, you'd say, thank you, please return the touch panel on its base for recharging or incoming video call. Please go to the touch panel to answer. Things like that, just informative stuff that can make the difference of a better conference. So it sounds pretty straightforward, right? Sounds like maybe even a little Alexa-like in a sense. Um, it didn't do well. It's my doorbell now. Uh, and the reason why is it made a lot of sense, but I didn't have at the time of, of the infancy of the company, uh, the message to get out there, the people to educate why it makes sense. And it just kind of fell into the background that it was another one of those inventions it could have made a really difference for a low cost of money, could have made a lot of people's lives a lot easier, but I didn't have anybody to educate anybody on it. And so as a result, it was left to just, you know, whatever marketing you could get out there for a little gizmo product. But when you have educators, it doesn't have to necessarily be the message. It can be part of the message, part of the solution. So, and that, that's part of the point is not everything has to be front, and, uh, front stage center. It can sometimes, some of the things you develop can also be stage left or stage right or in the background. It's just a matter of, is it contributing to the experience? And so that's why education is so important is you can only get so much of a message out in marketing with that quick little few second blurb, but it takes a lot more to get the full idea into somebody's head. Why does it matter? And that's what these guys are here for is to show people why does it matter? So Chuck, what are the next steps then? Uh, how do you get started with this? Uh, what should we be, What should we be looking forward to? So the next steps, I approach uh, anything, developing content, developing a program, everything is exactly how we taught uh, all of our students for the last, you know, uh, however many years. The first thing we have to do is a needs analysis, deep dive needs analysis. 
one of the things we talked about this morning is I want to see all the customer service logs. I want to see all the things that are plaguing people. Uh, we're going to look at the products. We're going to look at the website, as Paul said, and um, going through and, you know, clicking the electronic catalog. If it clicks too many pages with one click, or if I can't uh, really zero in on the information I need, I'm going to, I'm going to note that. And we're going to discuss these things. Um, all, all of this educational things, uh, you know, sometimes just like Paul said, the content's there, it's just not, uh, easily findable or it's not, uh, user-friendly, so to speak. Right. So how can we get the best user experience, not just out of the equipment, but out of all the things that support the equipment, the website, product catalogs, the software, everything that's involved to make it a, a holistically better product. You know, people say a better product. What is that? Uh, it's the difference between a Zune and an iPod. <laughs> and some people are... I don't want to hear it. <laughs> some people are, are probably going to say, what's a Zune? Exactly. Um so we want to we want to make everything a good user experience. And when you get the user experience, as Marcus says, Marcus said, the why. Why is this used this way? When people understand the why, they have uh, more of an appreciation of, oh, you know, it might not be this box or this feature. It might be this other box, and they can they can better diagnose what they need and then communicate those needs to uh, the sales team or to the representatives. Um, it really does start with a deep dive needs analysis of what needs to be educated. So once we have the, once we have the, what needs to be educated, then we will start on what we're doing. So right now I'm coming in, I'm not coming in with a, uh, uh, like I have a plan. Mm -mm. I got to see what needs to be made first. And once we see what needs to be made, then we'll develop a plan. But I, I don't do a, a, you'll hear this a lot. Ready, fire, aim. I don't do that. I, I am a planner. I do planning and precision and everything is like my agenda is very specific and strict. I, after we get a good foundation, then we can do a, you know, a little bit more agile. But until that foundation is nice and 100% solid, uh, there's got to be a, a this is the strategic plan and we're going to put your head down and run. I love it. I love it. Uh, so, Marcus. Um, tell us then, you know, what we can expect to see here in the near and then in the, in the long-term future, what, what sorts of, uh, things should people be expecting, uh, when it comes to the education and the training materials provided by Aurora? I mean, one of the things that I really look forward to is just to make it easier to navigate, um, and a lot more accepting of different users, uh, because you're not always going to get that one sales representative that's going to look up a product. You're not always going to get the designer. Sometimes you're going to get the technician or even a client. So making sure it's articulable enough for anybody to access it and understand the information. But also when they walk away from the um, education and training, they can then vocalize to whomever is asking exactly what they learned, how the technology works, how that device best can be best suited for different locations and environments but also the potential it could give you with your system. Um, because once you have the knowledge in your back pocket, finding the right tools to have that technology work properly and the understanding is just going to make everything in life a little bit easier for anybody that's going to be involved with an AV or production side of project. 
So, Paul, as we start to, to wind this thing down and wrap it up here today, what do you hope people walk away with and understand about Aurora, about your um, priorities, uh, and about your approach to education as a result of listening to this podcast? What do you hope people walk away with today? Uh, that we're definitely committed and we're serious about what we're doing. Um, that's that's the first and foremost is, you know, you got to put up or shut up, as they say. And I think hiring two people like this with just the specific intent of doing nothing but this uh, is quite the statement. And if we need more people down the road, then I will add more people down the road, whatever it takes to get the job done correctly. I also, um, you know, I, I do ask everybody have patience with us. It, it's uh, I'm, I'm giving these guys the ability to gut anything that they need to gut. It's they're running the show. So uh, I'm not going to get in their way. Uh, they know what my vision is. They know what the company's vision is. Their job is to execute in the best possible manner for the best experience for the customers. And I'm going to allow them to do their job. That's the key is to not get in their way. Let them do their job. I ask anybody who's watching this as they do it, be patient. You're, you're going to see it. It may not be all overnight, but you're going to see on a consistent, continual basis, things will just keep getting better. Not that they're terrible, but they could still be – there's no such thing as ever being done. They can, you can always do something better. I don't care who you are, no matter how good you think it is. If everybody thought Windows 3.1 was so great, then why are we up to Windows 11? You know what I mean? Um, there's, everybody keeps changing everything for a reason. I got 3D icons. Now I'm back to flat icons. You, you know, go figure. Um, so everybody always has a rhyme and a reason for what they want to do. For now, um, their first stage is evaluating what we have what we're going to do about it. As he said, put it into action, focus on the things that get the best, let's say bang for the buck as you, the term would go where, what's going to have the biggest impact to help the overall, and then we'll work on the finer things in the background. The one thing I am proud to say is I did go through a lot of time and expense for the website itself as far as the, the engine that it's running on. Uh, if people go to our website, they're going to find it's one of the fastest websites that they've been to because we if you click on a button, it, it pops. It doesn't mean it's got the best content and location and flow, but I will say it is the fastest. So that's the one thing I could take away. I don't know if it's the best thing you could take away from it, but it's definitely quick. It doesn't. It's not cluttered with um, with all, some of the websites in the back ends that they're not done very well. Oh no, we're, we're we have servers all over the world to make certain that you can get to it really, really fast. And that was very important to me is speed, but. You could be as fast as you want, but if the content's not good, the content's not good. So at least I could say people won't be frustrated when they're not getting anything because they'll be very fast when they're not getting anything. But when they do finally get something, it'll be fast too. I love that. I love that. Chuck, any final thoughts? What do you want people to walk away with here today? I want people to walk away with an expectation that they're going to see some new stuff. Uh, they're going to see some new things coming out of Aurora. They're going to see some new things coming out of education. Um it's uh, I know during the uh, the last couple of years, there was a lot of new online content. And uh, we see that the online content really the big thing about online content is uh, more people now have access to it all over. Uh, if you if you have a training class and you have 30 or 40 people in that training class, that one week spent training people live is great. But if you could spend that week making a video, you can have, uh, you know, so many more times an audience and enable not just your audience, but you can empower your uh, sales reps to say, hey, I hear you. Let me direct you to this site over and over and over again. 
So having that content uh, available for people, having that on-demand knowledge is what I think is going to be really exciting, really. Uh, and, and I want people to look for that coming up, uh, watching the uh, watching the videos of Marcus and I dancing around in front of a camera. <laughs> Marcus, final word, bring us home today. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I guess one of the biggest things for me is just knowing that we're going to be making an impact. Um, and it's not just making an impact because we joined Aurora, but building something that Paul could be proud of, that Chuck could be proud of, myself, but also the industry can acknowledge that we, we're going to take our time to make sure we're going to get it right. Um, where it's going to be reviewed. Uh, we're going to sit down with Paul and everybody else at Aurora and make sure everybody has an understanding of what we're trying to do to make it easier, not only for them, but for our clientele. Um, because if if Chuck and I develop something and we don't tell anybody else and we just kind of put it out there, that's no that's not communicating. But we want to make sure Paul knows what's going on. Mike over at Aurora, everybody's involved. Um, but even getting feedback from our end users if we did miss something, because that's the only way we're going to make it better is if we have more eyes on it and more voices going into it that have an understanding of what it's supposed to be. Paul, this this website is real fast. I'm clicking around on it right now, and it's flying. Yeah, yeah it's a, that's the one part we definitely got right on. It. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta we gotta clean up a little bit on there. There are some things we're working on. Actually, I, I, we're working on 360 photos coming up soon. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, so this way they can just control all the angles of it. So it, over the next few months, you're gonna see a lot of positive changes from us. And the one thing, hopefully, that when all said is done is when when all is is said and done, and this is uh would be a tribute to Marcus and Chuck is if they achieve what we're trying to achieve here, the one thing that everybody's going to walk away with, especially if you pull it off, is that the industry is going to use Aurora as the template to how to run a business. And if we could pull that off, I, I mean, how much better can you get than that when you change an entire industry? That in itself is impressive, not just for the company, but just as an individual and, and just everything as a whole to, to be able to change a mindset of an industry is quite a powerful thing to be able to do. And you can change the industry two ways. You can make it for the worse, or you can make it for the better. Like I said, we're going to do it for the better. We're going to show everybody that, that we can be a leader and that we can make that difference and that we'll become that template that people hopefully someday talk about and say, Look at what Aurora did, not look at what this company did. Look at what that, look at what Aurora did. And this is why they did it and look at the impact it had. And that's something to walk away proud from that. If, if anything, I could walk away from this industry with after all the years of doing this, that's something I would love to walk away from is to say, we changed an entire industry for the better. That would be something to walk away proud from. That certainly would be. Certainly, certainly would be. Uh, AuroraMultimedia.com is the website. You can head there now. Education is front and center right there on the front page. You can click there and uh, and begin to see more about uh, the initial work that Aurora has done. And make sure to go back and check in frequently to see more and more of the work uh, that Chuck and Marcus are going to be doing here in the future. Paul Harris, Chuck Espinoza, and Marcus Yarbrough. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me here on this episode of Cutting Through, chatting a little bit more about education and, uh, and what the future of Aurora Multimedia looks like. Thanks. Oh, thanks, Phil. 
Absolutely. And everyone out there, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the show. Again, for more, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or, you know, just bookmark that Aurora Multimedia website and uh, you can go there and check out all the episodes that we have of the podcast, previous episodes. You can subscribe to stay up to date with the latest, so make sure to do that. But for this episode, once again, for Paul, Chuck, and Marcus, I'm Tyler Kern. We'll talk to you next time.